Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We start the week continuing our wide receiver prop series here on the podcast. Welcome into the Monday edition of the Prospects and Props podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner back with you here once again on the show. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. We have been enjoying very thoroughly these deep dives into props for different positions ahead of the start of the 2023 regular season. And we continue on with our wide receiver uh, groups, group two up today here on the show. And Jamie, We've got a big name. We started Group One with a big yeah. name in Justin Jefferson. We have an we have almost as big of a name, I think, here to start off Group Two, and that would be one uh, Jamar Chase. Don't know if you've heard of him. Plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Pretty good at the wide receiver position. He's the first name for us to discuss here today on the podcast. Jamie, the props for J- Jamar Chase for 2023: twelve hundred and seventy-five and a half on the yards, ten and a half on the touchdowns. What I find very interesting about this, Jamie, is he hit these numbers in his rookie season in 2021. And I think the only reason why you would say he didn't hit these numbers in 2022 is because he only played in 12 games because he had 1,046 yards and nine touchdowns in those 12 games. I feel as if if he would have played in maybe a game or two more, he would have hit these numbers. Uh, I I concur with you, Chris. And this is interesting because his numbers here – his 1275 and a half receiving yards line is only behind Justin Jefferson. Uh, excuse me, only behind Justin Jefferson and Devonte Adams uh, for the most, the highest line that's coming out in the league. Uh, and in terms of touchdowns of 10 and a half, it is tied for the most uh, with a guy we're going to talk about on tomorrow's show, Cooper cup. So these are pretty, pretty high numbers here, but as you already alluded to Chris, What's the only what's stopping him from getting there again? Uh, and if you listen to the wide receiver episode that we did for fantasy ranking purposes, well, spoiler if you haven't, one go back and listen to it anyway. But sometimes people like to hold that content to closer to their drafts and whatnot. But uh, if you didn't listen to it, spoiler: uh, Jamar Chase is my wide receiver ranked as my wide receiver one for fantasy this year, which probably means I'm pretty bullish on him in my projections, which I am. I have him going. I have him um, not. I did not project him to miss games this year. Have him at 106.8 receptions, 1,590 yards, and 14 touchdowns. So significantly higher than than both of these totals. And again, as a little bit like we talked about with Justin Jefferson, these are really high lines. Don't get me wrong, but this is also a tremendous talent that really injury is the only reason why I would see him not get to these numbers. And the injuries have been the reason why he didn't get there last year. Uh, you look at his his yards per target pace was was down from what it was his rookie year, but I think we kind of expected that. We didn't think he was necessarily going to be a an 11 yards per target type of a guy. He had averaged 18 yards a catch as a rookie, but he still put up really really strong numbers across the board. And you extrapolate these numbers out to uh, even close to a full season, he goes well past this total. So I'm okay. I guess it is it chalky to take the over on on star receivers. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I, I like the over on both of these. That given the way that offense operates, given his condition, given his relationship with Joe Burrow, given the fact that this is a team that is going to continue to throw the ball at a high clip. Maybe not as high as the Kansas Cities or the LA Chargers of the world, but they're still going to throw the ball pretty effectively. And when they do, regard with him and T Higgins on the field and Tyler Boyd, they've all found a way to eat. I really like this still. 
I think if you're really just betting on him playing most of a full season for him to get to these numbers. The other thing that I want to add to Jimmy, it really only applies to two teams. It applies to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. But Jamar Chase's stat line says he only played in 12 games, and you may think he missed five games. They lost that one game because of the, the suspended game with the DeMar Hamlin situation. So it was only four games that Jamar Chase missed due to injury last year. And I think that's an important note here uh, because he played in all the games in the games lead up to that Buffalo game and then played the following week. So he would have had a stat line in that game and it would have been 13 games played um, if not for that situation. So again, just important context that he only missed four games due to injury a year ago. Yeah, it's chalky, but like, I don't know, man, like there's zero evidence that tells me that he's not going to be in the mix for this. There's zero. It's the same quarterback. It's the same situation. It's not like they added Tyler Boyd and T Higgins to the offense. Those guys have been there already. Like the offense is going to run almost the same. He led wide receivers in red zone targets. So for those of you who like these touchdown numbers, he led wide receivers. I think he had 28 in the games that he played, including the playoffs last year. So guys are red zone targets. So you're going to get those touchdown opportunities. So yeah, I, I like both of these. I don't, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be interested in taking either of these. Yeah. And he, he's a really high touchdown rate. I mean, he, he scores a touchdown on about eight and a half percent of his targets, which is, I, I know maybe that number in and of itself seems like, okay, well, I mean, okay, eight and a half, but think about that for a second. If think about just a, a, the context of a normal game, if I told you every eight and a half times you threw to a player, they scored. That's good. That's good. That's a pretty ridiculous thing to think about. Yeah. Especially when you're Jamar Chase and think of how many targets per game that he is getting. I mean, that's a pretty ridiculous number right there. 22 touchdowns in his 27 games played. And uh, again, I I see no reason why, again, health permitting, I expect him to have the first hundred catch year of his career, probably the first 1500 yard season of his career. And he'll be well into the double digits for touchdowns. So I feel really confident in this. Really, you're just hoping he doesn't miss three or four games again. Like, that's really all you're hoping for. Jamie, you got to help me with this next player. Okay. DK Metcalf. 950.5 on the yards, 7.5 on the touchdowns. My guys hit this yards number each of the last three seasons. Yeah. He's had 1,000-yard years two of the last three years. Now, he did have a 13-yard season three years ago in 2020. You know how I feel about looking at things that happened three years ago, right? Yeah. He's had a 13-yard season every year of his career, Chris. Did I say 13? I meant 1,300. Sorry. My apologies. Sincerely. He's only hit this touchdown number twice in 2020 and 2021. I understand what everyone's going to say about the way this offense functions. Mm -hmm. I ask you this question, Jamie J. Eisner. Do you think the 2023 Seattle Seahawks are going to look vastly different than the 2022 Seattle Seahawks? Just, just don't, don't go on a rant. Just answer the question. Vastly different. Are they going to be vastly different than they were in 2022? Vastly, no. No, Your Honor. I I would, I would not say, I would not use the term vastly. He had 141 targets last year. Yeah. He's going to get pretty close to that this year, I think. I have him projected. Targets, targets, DK, 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 DK. Where are you? Uh, I'm projected for 125. Okay, that would be that would be a career low outside of his rookie season. Yeah. So he um, had a hundred. He had 129 in 2020 and 2021. But I'll tell you, so, Jamie, in years when he had 129 targets, he still hit this number. I don't hate this. I, is it, it? I'm not running. It's not a sprint. It's probably not even a brisk jog. I'm probably just. 
leisurely strolling in the direction of the bet window, but it's 950 and a half yards. He is the top option in the offense. This, this statistical track record tells me he's going to be there, and the offense isn't going to be that different, and he had 141 targets last year. I'm kind of with Vegas on this. Oh, no. Boo. Boo. So my projections have him at 125 targets, as we mentioned, 76 and a half catches, uh, 935 yards, and 8.3 touchdowns. Boo. Here is – here's I can't speak to – the odds makers, but I could speak to my own thoughts here. One, uh, I do think the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba will slightly, slightly eat into his target volume. Not too terribly, but more so in line with what he did in 2020 and 2021 when he had 129 targets each of those seasons. Oh, and in one of those seasons in which he was the 1,300-yard receiver? Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Who's throwing him the ball? You know what? I understand the point. But he got there last year with Geno, so you can't tell me that it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. You've no, never he got seen there last it. Year on 141 targets. Would he get there next year? Would he get there? On he got there. He got there in 2021 when Russ was brutal in the second half of that season. Awful. You and I have talked barely. about it at length. Barely. But he got there. It, barely, barely. It doesn't matter if he gets the 951 yeah, yards. I'm a winner. It. I didn't I, say okay. I was sprinting. I said it was a leisurely I, stroll. I think his he's going to be back down into the 120s for targets. I, I do think that's a factor. Part of it is I don't buy into Geno Smith at all, and I think there's a decent chance that you get more of the second half for the entire season than you do get the half and half that you, that we saw from Geno last year. Again, I, I'm not – I think this line's right. Like this is almost right on where I have the projection. So I know you flagged this as doesn't make much sense, and I can understand it, but uh, if you think he's going to get 140 targets again, then yes, he'll go over. He's not. He's not going to. If he has 141 targets again, he's going to be a thousand yard receiver. I just don't think he's going to get that. Speak. You need an injury somewhere for him to get that. I think because now you have a legitimate third receiving option. Yeah, I know. I know they've had tight ends there here and there, but now you have a legit third wide receiver option there for the first time. And even though I don't think we're going to get you know a hundred target season for Jackson Smith and Jigba, it's going to be more than it has been really throughout DK's career from a wide receiver three. Yeah, agreed 100. Uh. Speaking of props that I need to have explained to me, Jamie, how many yards did A.J. Brown have last year for the Philadelphia Eagles as a receiver? More than this. He had 1,496. His prop is 1,050 and a half. The touchdowns are seven and a half, by the way. Jamie, they took his number and dumped it down by over 500 yards. What do they know that we don't know? And I know it's not that easy. Like it's You can't boil it down to that. But I just watched this guy in this exact same offense, go for almost 1,500 passing yards. Now, you're going to sit up here and tell me that you think he's not going to get to 1,000? This is absurd. I'm running. Cartwheels. Cartwheels. So, Chris? No, um, don't say that you're with the with the Vegas on this one again. Don't do it. No, I'm absolutely with you on this okay. one. This is, I, I don't get this one either. 50, he guy had 1,500 yards. 1,500. They say, ah, 1,000. He could uh, he could have a he could drop down to eleven hundred or twelve hundred yards, take a step back from twenty twenty two, and clear this by a, two games. By the way, he also cleared this in the both his rookie and sophomore season. Well, in barely worst offenses with worst ba- literally barely in twenty nineteen, barely literally he had yes, ten fifty half a yard by half but, a yard. But he wasn't even a sixteen. He wasn't even he didn't even start for the whole season that year. So like, th- there's did it in fourteen I, I games in twenty twenty. 
Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Do they think all of a sudden like Devonta Smith's going to get more target? Like what? What, what, what are we doing here? A ton of targets. We talked about Devonta Smith uh, on uh, on Thursday's show, and it's uh, to me, I don't understand this. You, you, this is an offense predicated when they throw the ball on being a two and a half target offense, as we talked about. It is AJ Brown, it is Devonta Smith, and it's Dallas Goddard. Those are that's where the ball is going the vast, vast majority of the time when the ball comes out of Jalen Hurts' hands. We saw it at last year. And by the way, not only did we see it in totality last year, we saw it in most micro doses either. If you want to take four game stretches, two game stretches, one game stretches, ask, ask your quarterback about micro dosing, Chris. But uh, in this case, like, I don't get this. I have them for 144 targets, uh, 87 catches, 1,360 yards, and 9.2 touchdowns. Uh, I, I, running on this this is one we'll yeah. fight over as 100 well in, in our draft for the yards i don't understand this you, you're projecting him to miss a lot of time this is a guy that's never missed i mean he's missed four games he missed four games in 2021 he missed two games excuse me three games in 2020 missed one game in 2019 okay now, no, no games in 2019 technically because they didn't have the, the expanded seasons then so I, I get it but two two of the four years of his career he hasn't missed any time and the other two he's missed what two or three games can, can you filibuster for me for a second sure I just, to me, I don't understand why this is so low. And I guess based on my projected target, I think he can reach this. I just want, I'm going to do the do the math here. I think he can reach this, and that's if he has. Let's see, 1050. Let's do a little uh, do a little mathematics mm-hmm. here. 1050 and a half divided by what I expect him to get. You're, you're, I think he can reach this in 14 games. Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Done. Run to the podium. Sprint. Cartwheels. Yeah. Elbows out. Like I, I don't. I don't get it. Maybe By the way, the, the filibuster. You know? The filibuster was. I wasn't sure about this because I knew Tennessee was kind of in the in the heat during during the 2020 season of like COVID moving games around and having all that stuff. And so I wanted to make sure. Oh God! If don't missed, remind me about that. The Tuesday game. Tuesday game. Buffalo. I wanted to know if any of those missed games were because of COVID. Because if it was, like I'm just going to completely write those off. But he had a knee injury. That forced him to miss two games during the 2020 season. But I just yeah. wanted to clarify and check on that before. Yeah. Before we talk. So about in it. four years, he's missed six games. Okay. Right. Okay. That's a that's so a pretty like, it's a pretty healthy track record in, in the national. Football te- like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, so in terms of predicting injury, and again, I still think you've got a couple game buffer on this. Uh, so I am, um, and I I'll be honest with you, dude. I have some con- serious concerns about Philadelphia's ability to run the football outside of Jalen Hurts this year. If Rashad Penny gets hurt, now with everybody healthy, I like the mix of backs that they got. Yeah, I mean, you we've, we've discussed our feelings on DeAndre Swift on this podcast. Now. Rashad Penny, ha- I think Rashad Penny is a bigger key to this offense than people are giving it credit to. No, he's not Jalen Hurts. No, he's not AJ. Brown. I'm not saying no, he's not Lane John. I'm not saying that. But I think he well, is. Jamie an says Rashad team. Penny, most important player on the Philadelphia Eagles Correct. in 2023, N- coming soon to Sports Kita. But <laughs> I I will say this. I think Rashad Penny is a bigger piece of what the – how should I say this? He is a bigger factor in Philadelphia potentially reaching its offensive ceiling than he is being given credit for because if he is healthy for a significant portion of games, the Eagles can operate every part of their offense to the fullest extent. If he is not, I have some concerns about the mix of other backs they have on the roster behind him and their ability to run the ball effectively. You just gave me a fantastic TD and Daily idea. Most important non-QB for all 32 teams ahead of the 2023 season. Yeah. And maybe even – because you could do that, or you could even do, if you want to get really spicy, you just do the most important piece nobody's talking about. Yeah. 
for all 32 series. teams. Because you could say like the most important piece on the Philadelphia Eagles that's not Jalen Hurts. Okay, well you can say AJ Brown. You could say Lane Thomas. Sure, Lane Thomas. that would be kind of a cop say, out. Like yeah. But but what I'm saying is, is it, the most important piece nobody is talking about. Yeah, that's good. I, I like think that. Penny Follow is that piece backfield. Because as we talked about on Wednesday's show. I believe. I don't even know. All the, we're all we're the doing the thing again where we're recording shows in batch, so we have no yeah, idea when Chris is leaving. Yeah. So I have no idea when we talk about this, but we know we talked about Miles Sanders a lot. Miles Sanders had a damn good year for Philadelphia yes. last year. Got no credit for. Yes, it. zero, none. Oh, it was it, it was Wednesday show. It was Wednesday show. Yeah, sure. so I thought it was. Got yeah. no credit for it. Because yeah. I know I said this since I got back from Europe, so I kind of know where we are in, in the stretch here. <laughs> Rashad Penny, when healthy, has been unbelievably effective as a pure rusher. He's never healthy. If he misses significant time, I do think it's going to uh, hurt the offense. Not that I think the Eagles are in trouble or anything crazy like that, but we're, we're talking one thing with the Eagles this year, right? It's Super Bowl. That's the expectation. They are good enough to win a Super Bowl. That is a piece that concerns me if Rashad Penny is out. I know, I know how we got on this from AJ Brown, but more importantly, what I'm saying is, is there might be, a, I think the whole, to bring this all back into a nice little bow. What I'm saying is, is there might be times this year where the Eagles cannot rely on a strong running game and they're just going to throw the ball more which is going to benefit Devonta Smith and Devon, uh, benefit A.J. Brown, and I don't understand why this line is so low. Jamie, I think we could do an entire podcast episode discussing the 2023 outlook for the next player we're going to discuss because I think there are so many layers and facets to, way that, to the way that this guy gets used and the situation that he finds himself in. Yeah. Debo Samuel, the next player that we're going to discuss here on the show. I'll give you the numbers. 725 and a half on the yards, four and a half on the touchdowns. That's receiving touchdowns. We're going to make that very clear. Four and a half on the receiving this, These are Yeah, these are just receiving numbers. These he's are only, not rushing. He's only hit this mark twice. In 2019, in his rookie season, he had 802 yards. And then the big glow-up year for him in 2021, he had 1,405 yards. He's only hit this touchdown number once. And that being in 2021, again, the glow-up season. I'm old enough to remember Jamie J. Eisner telling everybody who will listen, just because Debo Samuel put up the year that he did in 2021 does not mean that that is the player that he is going to be every year thereafter. It was a very good season. He's going to be a versatile player. He's going to give you value both running the football and catching the football. But don't expect what you got from him from a receiving output in 2021 to be the thing that you see long term. Now, Jamie, the place I'd like to start with this, do you think it matters who the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers is when we need to discuss this prop. I mean, it always matters to some extent, but for me, I think I, I look at this as, as long as it's not Trey Lance, I don't think I'm going to change my projections a ton. Well, and what I mean by that is just because if, if I don't have to project in a lot of extra QB, QB keepers or QB RPO stuff into this offense, I mean, there's always going to be RP. I should restate that. There's always going to be the RPO stuff, but QB retaining the ball, yeah, design QB runs yeah. more often than not. Mm-hmm. Or even not even design, but like, let's be realistic. Even you're going to run RPOs a little bit with Darnold. You run RPOs a little bit with Brock Purdy, but how often are they going to keep the ball? Purdy more than Darnold, but Lance <laughs> sure, more but than like, both of those guys. Yeah, than Lance, but Lance significantly more than both of them. Mm-hmm. As by the way, he should. That is a key element of his game. So. Um, in, in that aspect, and, and I do expect, I've said all along, I believe Sam Donald's the week one starter if it's not Brock Purdy. Uh, and I continue or, to believe that to this day. There's a lot of noise that Brock could be ready week one. A lot of And noise. if he is, uh, he's a starter if he's healthy. And I think right. there's no, there should be no more debate about that. The organization has made this very clear. But if he is not healthy, I, I do believe Sam Donald is going to get the week one start. Um, so in that facet, no, I, I don't. 
I, this is another one. This that one's interesting to me, Chris. And I know you're going to read what the numbers are here in a second, and I won't re- reveal I, my projection. I already did. But, thank you, though. Oh, did you? Really? Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, I already said oh, what the numbers. I was right. not listening. And, and I was, the historical. I was busy thinking about your question. And the historical context. I gave you. I gave uh, both. Oh, to oh that's right. You did. That's, yeah, you, that's okay. you read it early because you read the context. Remember, yeah, you were right. the touchdowns. I forgot about the arts. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't listen. Yeah, you don't listen to anything I say. I think we get something in between these last two years where I thought obviously he missed. That's a big spread there, Jamie. That's a big spread. It is. But I also, I I think he can flirt with a thousand yards. And and this is a projection. I'm actually going to probably go back and redo because as I look at it now, it doesn't quite pass the smell test, but if he's healthy, I think he can be, you know, a hundred ish target guy can be in that 60 to 70 catch range, flirt with a thousand yards. I I have met a thousand 31 yards and four touchdowns as a receiver this year. So but I don't feel as confident – like when we've talked about the 300-yard marks for quite literally the last two guys above the line, I felt like running to the podium. Oh, no, that was your thing, running to the – The, the, uh, the, the bet window. window. Yeah. I don't feel like doing that with Debo. And I think this is the first sign of one that like I'm putting little stars next to guys as we do some of these and going, okay, let me take a little bit of a deep dive here and see am I am – I, in my projections, did it give too much credit to an outlier year? Did it give not enough credit to whatever it might be? Because this is the one that I that just doesn't quite pass the smell test for me. This is probably a stay away. I he Debo Samuel is one of the more fascinating players in the NFL because I believe he's also one of the more overrated players in the Whoa. NFL. Jamie Eisner says Debo Samuel most overrated player in the NFL. And and it's not and that's not one of the most. Not I could probably think of and, and I don't mean he's overrated in the sense that like people have a don't understand what he does well. They do. And he does a lot of things well. But there's a reason why there aren't a lot of tweeners in the NFL. Because there's a value to having a specific skill set that you excel at and running with that role. And I've long thought that, again, you can only play for the team you're on. But I've long thought that Debo Samuel going anywhere else would be a big mistake. And I know you and I talked about this offline when there were a lot of conversations about him getting traded to the Jets. And if you remember all that conversation he had, what pick would he go? I think Debo Samuel is a good wide receiver, not a great wide receiver. His value gets boosted by what he's able to do as a physical presence in the running game, which he may or may not want to do based on reports over the last couple of years. And also, quite frankly, doesn't have to do as much since Christian McCaffrey got traded there. Right. Only that's, had, a, game, that's a game-changing player. Had a huge downgrade in attempts. Now, he only played in 13 games compared to 16 in 2021, but had almost 60 attempts in 2021, had 59, and then only had 42 last year. So there was a yeah. downgrade in, the, in his rushing attempts. And so, to me, I think the conversation around Debo Samuel has always been a little bit overstated. And... I said it last year. I called my shot there, and I was right. I think he's going to still do better than he did last year. And I think some consistency at quarterback, if they get it, which, again, is never a guarantee in San Francisco. And it's definitely not a guarantee as we sit here in July. I think he could have a really strong season because he's a good player, but he's not an elite player. And it, and it's – he's not – excuse me, I say he's not an elite wide receiver. He's a great football player. He's not as good of a wide receiver as he is a football player. Mm-hmm. And I think that matters. So I'm probably staying away from this one. And I could see me uh, uh, changing up these projections here slightly, but I'm just going to stay away because if you told me Debo Samuel has an 1,100-yard receiving season, I'd be like, okay, I could see it. If you told me he had 700, I'd be like, yeah, I could see it. Told me he played 12 games? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Right. 
Um, so there's there's too many variables in this equation for me to feel comfortable about it. So this is a this is a stay away for me, despite what my projections have. I am ready to anger the Chicago Bears fan base once again. I'm ready to make them angry. It's becoming your brand. DJ Moore, the next player up for us to discuss. Eight hundred and a half on the yards, four and a half on the touchdowns. I'm so mad about this, Jamie. I'm so mad. He's done this eight hundred and a half each of the last four seasons. He has three consecutive 1,100-yard seasons from 2019 to 2021. Last year, only had 888 yards, played in all 17 games, though. From a touchdown perspective, has only done this once, was last year in which he had seven touchdowns. Jamie Eisner, I'm staying away from this one. This I'm breaks staying, my heart. I'm staying away from this one. If you had to make me pick a side, I'm taking the under. They're not going to throw the ball enough. I don't know how I got to the, and it sucks. I hate having to take a player that I've personally been a huge fan. We of. love. This is a DJ Moore fan club. This is a DJ Moore fan club on this podcast. And was extremely underrated during his time in Carolina. I'd have to say this, but like these are the yards line is right. This isn't, this is a team that, and I talked about this a few years ago for those of you that were maybe OG listeners of the TDN Fantasy Podcast. And we talked about Julio Jones when he left Atlanta. And I tried to explain to everybody that leaving a high-volume passing offense for a low-volume passing offense, regardless of your talent level, has an effect on your stats. Whether you want to believe it or not, volume matters. And unless you're going to make up for that with a massive leap in target share, which is not going to happen given where he was before to now. You can't replicate those numbers, even if, you, even if you're just as talented and have just as big of an impact. That's what's going to happen here. And as I've said it a million times, I have the Bears projected to be the, 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 the most infrequent passing offense in the NFL this year by a significant margin, hanging around 26 pass attempts per game. I, I have DJ Moore getting 101 targets, 58 catch, 58 and a half catches, 836 yards, and seven and a half touchdowns. I do, I am intrigued by the touchdown number here because I do think that he has the ability to. I think this the Bears offense will probably score a little bit more than they did last year. I think the absence of David Montgomery is, takes an option away from them. So, and I do think DJ Moore has a talent level to maybe score, you know, maybe be that big play threat for Justin Fields down the field. But in terms of just overall volume in the receiving game, I just don't see it happening. And I love them as a player, but we have an unproven passer. We have an unproven offense. We have an unproven play caller. We have an unproven amount of volume to sustain a thousand yard receiver. I don't see it happening. So if you wanted to bet something of the two, I, I would bet the over on the touchdowns, but I'm staying away from the yards. I think this this is this might this number might surprise people, and I bet you they're going to take a lot of money on the over here. I think this is this is an appropriate line. You said I, you could have said it any better, man. I I agree 100. I'm just skeptical of what this offense is going to look like with Justin Fields. I don't think there's going to be enough volume. It's a make or break year for Justin in a lot of ways. I think DJ Moore is going to help him, but is he going to get 118 targets? Is he going to get like the year he, he put up the biggest numbers of his career? He had. 135 targets, 163 targets. Is he going to get to that? No, I no, just can't. It's just not going to happen. I, I, here's, the, here's the thing, and, and I'm glad you brought this up, because uh, here's what I have his target share being in this offense, because I, I think you have to understand what we're, what we're doing. So 
his target share I have in this offense as about 23.1%. That is a very healthy number, a very healthy number for wide receiver one. There are a lot of wide receiver ones that are hanging in at 18 to 21%. That's a very healthy number, but it's a small pie. Right. That's the problem. Like this is this is a personal pan pizza that he's having to take a slice out of. Okay, that's the difference. It's a personal pan pizza. And that has the effect. Like he ha- he's getting I have them projected for that sort of volume and he still barely gets to 100 targets. So unless this passing offense is going to throw way more than I expect or anybody expects, which I guess is always within the realm of possibility. Not with this coach. Not with this coach. I don't think it's going to happen, but I can't pretend like there's 0% chance in the world that this happens. Crazier things have happened. Then I don't see how he gets there. I don't see how he gets that. I don't think he has a chance. Like 130 targets in that offense is, let's see, 130 targets in that offense would be a a 29.5% target share. Like we 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 almost never see somebody with that. That's and like it, Justin Jefferson, right? Like if anybody Justin it, Jefferson it, had a thirty percent target, it's not going to be DJ Moore. It's just like just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I'm I just, out. I don't see I'm it, out. and it sucks. And, and by the way, I think that's what would have to happen from the edge to a thousand yards, and it's nothing to do with the talent. It has nothing to do with his talent. He's a really he is. I have to go through it, but I, I imagine he'd be my top twenty wide receivers in the league. Hundred percent, top twenty-five. I think he'd be a top. I think he'd be a top sixteen wide receiver if I did a list. Yeah, maybe we need to do that at some point. But yeah, like, sure. just take take projections and fantasy out of it. Like, just talk one year's worth of talent. Like, he'd be there. I think he's really underrated in that aspect. But it doesn't matter if the ball's not coming your way. Christian Watson will stay in the NFC North. That's our next receiver for us to discuss. Christian Watson, seven hundred and fifty and a half, four and a half on the touchdowns. A guy last year in his rookie season, 611 yards in 14 games and seven touchdowns. Stay away from this, please. Stay away. Stay away. I kind of like the overs, though. No, you can't. We got Jordan Love throwing the ball, Jamie. It's a a super unknown. Yeah, but where else is the ball going? That doesn't matter. If Jordan Love isn't good. I Aaron Jones. Yeah. Here's the thing. I so here's what I have for him. I think I like one of these more than the other. I haven't projected to get 933 yards and eight touchdowns. I like the touchdowns more than I like the yards. I do too, because I think he, given that speed and given his ability to take over. We got a lot of big plays that could get broken. I I could see that. So, well, I do think he goes over this numbers. I I think I'm, I'm okay with you staying away for all the reasons that we talked about when we talked about AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on that show last week. Because... I do think when push comes to shove, this team is going to try to run the ball a lot more. They're going to go with the 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 method that, of least resistance and the method of more proven production versus what they have a quarterback. But I do think Christian Watson has that 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 little nugget that I really like, and that is a guy that can put up a lot of numbers with very few targets. And I think that aspect, when you start to get into like these seven hundreds here and the four and a half touchdowns, that's where it gets a little interesting to me because when you have a guy that can that can be that true big play threat, where he doesn't need ten targets to put up numbers. You give him six targets, he might be able to get you 50, 60-ish yards on that. I'm fine with you staying away, but I, I kind of like the over on touchdowns. I feel like he's going to be the guy that – because I don't know. If they throw the ball to the end zone, which I have Jordan Love throwing for – I'm probably going to be sad when I read this number. <laughs> I have Jordan Love throwing for 20.9 touchdowns this year. 
That's low. Somebody's That's got to catch him. Somebody's got to catch the 20.9 touchdowns, yes. You think he can't catch five of those 20.9? Yeah. I think he could. Yeah. He. I, I mean, so that one I kind of like. Can he yeah, catch 4.6? Can he catch 4.6 of those 20.9 touchdowns? That's a win for us. I think so. I think he can. Jerry Judy. The next name up for us oh, to boy. discuss. 875 oh, and a half. Broncos, man. On the yards. Five and a half on the touchdowns. Sorry, read those again, Chris. I might have talked over you. 875 and a half on the yards. Yeah. Five and a half on the touchdowns. Uh, I have been 871 yards, Chris. Now, <laughs> if I can, if I can, if I can counter for just a second, if I can counter for just a second, I agree with you, but if I can counter for just a small okay. percent. Okay. 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 Last I year, put, I got to start putting like Jack Daniels or something in this. If those of you that aren't watching the show, I've got like a red solo, a solo cup. cup. It's a red. It's, it's a red solo cup. Net. Okay, it's a solo cup. Kirkland signature. So it's a so it's a Costco cup. cup. It's a red Costco cup. Yeah. Last year, how Jamie, if you could use an adjective, oh god, to describe yeah. the Denver Broncos offense in twenty twenty three, what would you or twenty twenty two? What would you use to describe it? Frustrating. Frustrating. Would you br- brutal? Is brutal a word that would apply as well? Brutal. Um. Yeah. Torturous. Okay. In that donated to a Russell Wilson charity. In that frustrating, brutal offense in 2022, Jerry Judy beat both of these numbers. He did. Sean Payton is now going to be the head coach running this offense. Yep. Russell Wilson, I don't think can be. I don't think can be as bad as he was in 2022. Jerry Judy is the wide receiver one in this offense. Yeah, is he? Are we sure? Sure about that? I mean, like. Well, here's the thing. Everybody, and, and I want to preface this by saying I like Jerry Drew, but there has been a concerted effort to will Jerry Judy into being the wide receiver one in Denver f- for two years now. The numbers don't necessarily back that up. And I've watched people twist themselves into knots I to know, find. I, I love Cortland Sutton, but I think Judy's better. Into micro data to make this happen. Whether he's better than Cortland Sutton or not is not the question, because I believe he is a more talented player than Cortland Sutton is. I got Cortland Sutton's twenty-seven years going? old. He's old. Where's the ball going? And also the one the, there's there's another piece coming back that wasn't a part of the equation for Jerry Judy last year. That is my favorite wide receiver of all time, Tim Patrick. Yeah, you you love Tim Patrick, who is going to steal target share away and has arguably been. As consistent and probably more consistent. I don't than know, man. Wide receivers played. They were bad last year and he hit these numbers. They, I don't think they could be as bad as they were last year. I just don't think the target. Well, how many targets did he get last year? I closed his tab because I moved on to the next player. Because I, I have him at 95 targets for this year in 15 games. Okay. Last year, he, I had, assume he had more than that last year. He had 100 targets last year. Yeah. But it's, cl- but it's close. It's within what, what we would describe as a margin of error. Sure. It's close, and so are my projections to this number. They're close, but I'm not going to bet on it. And I'm going to take the under on touchdowns as well, although I'm not going to bet on it. I, I have met 871 yards and, and 3.8 touchdowns. We can continue. I like our- Jerry Judy a lot, man. But like we we got to at some point we got to start waiting for this to actually manifest versus just projecting it to happen. There's there's I, been effort, man. People are will want to will it to happen this so is, bad. This is my so ofi- bad. This is my infi- official interpretation of what we're going to do with By the, the way, next player on the list. Just oh, before we get to the next player. Just don't bet on the Broncos. In, in that's, yes, that's a that's a Anybody. that's a prospects and props PSA. There's not going to be a lot of Broncos Anybody. bets on the show this year. Okay, no, no. You know there will be early in the season. 
I, I will probably have some Samaj P Ryan overs what, that nobody yes. pays attention to. What what'll happen is early in the season, because of what they did a year ago, the numbers will be priced incorrectly and we'll jump yes. on it early and we'll yes. probably do pretty well and then they'll adjust late. And then and then I'll never touch them again. Right. I, I'm, just don't bet on the Broncos. Yes. That's if we're gonna bet on the Broncos, it's gonna be early player props like the first three yes. weeks of the season where we're gonna make And it's not gonna be the stars. It's no, gonna no, be no. We're gonna, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be Greg Dolchich. It's yeah. gonna be Samaj uh, P. Ryan. We're just gonna, we're gonna guys. feast there. Yeah. We're gonna feast in that yeah. market. hundred percent. We'll talk about we'll get into that in September when we start doing um, weekly This is my official interpretation on the next player. I'm just shrugging. Yeah. Kadarius Tony of the Kansas City. <sighs> talk about that. <laughs> 630 yeah, and a half. Six, receivers, man. 630 and a half on the yards, five and a half on the touchdowns. There is zero historical contextual data that can get me to a point where I can say, do anything with these numbers. Yeah. And uh, my projections kind of put that out the same. I'm at 578 yards and 5.3 touchdowns. What's, I, what's, I, I am with the books on this. Yeah. There's nothing, there's not more to say. He, he's never um, hit 500 yards. Now, Chris, be careful because he'll, he'll send you some DMs and he'll scream at you. Excuse so me. Be very careful with what we say. Has he been doing this? Uh, I have not. Oh, have you not seen these? No, reports? I'm not aware of this. I oh. I'm over on. See, I'm over on Threads. There's no DMs over on oh, Threads. Oh yeah. So no. you can't. Okay. So, Chris, I'll fill you in on this. So he is a bunch of giant. By the way, there, there's a lot of this, in, but there's a take on this. By the way, that we've already answered on Friday. You don't know this yet. Because we're recording this before we. So there's a take. There's a take that I've already addressed on yes. Friday's show. That's going to make this version of me look pretty foolish. Correct. Love this. So glad, I can't I'm, wait I for didn't us realize to realize that before I started this conversation. But we're going to do it anyway. I can't wait no. for us to record that show, and I talk to future me. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. So you have already you already I've already aware of this and have addressed this, but now because you haven't, let's discuss it. So Giants fans have been DMing. Kadarius Tony and saying, you know, stupid things. First of all, don't do that. Please stop doing that. So, and then Kadarius Tony would respond back with like a voice memo, just cursing them out. Kadarius, you don't need to. And and just every new curse word I'd heard of, curse words we're not allowed to say on the show, curse words that I'm not allowed to say as a white person. Like there's nothing, there's a lot of bad stuff. So that is the context of this, that Future and past you, I don't know how this this timeline works now. But you, we've addressed this already. If you have not listened to Friday's show, like Chris hasn't listened like to Friday's I, show. Like I haven't. Not Friday yet. Uh, in the world in which we're recording this episode, go back and listen to us. We'll address that topic. But look, I, I have no idea how this wide receiver Yeah, just move on. Just skip. Tony, Moore, MVS, Richie James. And oh, by the way, I still wouldn't rule out them getting in on DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes at some point. When, if Hopkins doesn't get the contract that he wants – we're off, we're a better place for him to go than to go to Kansas City. Yeah, I, so like that could complicate all these matters as well. This I, is I, a I'm skip. Not betting on Kansas City wide receivers. I'm not even betting on Kansas City wide receivers in like September for props. I'm just I'm just I'm, skip. Nah, skip. Nah, skip Mahomes skip, Kelsey. Skip, skip, otherwise, skip. don't talk about. It. We'll talk on the Titan episode. We'll have we have thoughts on Kelsey. Lots. We're gonna get into that whenever that is next week. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'm done. I'm out. Deontay Johnson, the last player for us to discuss here on the show, Jamie. 825 and a half on the yards. No touchdown number for him. He's hit this each of the last three seasons. He was an 1,100-yard receiver in 2021. He had Kenny Pickett as his quarterback in 2022 for a good portion of the season. 882 yards. Didn't catch a single touchdown, which is fascinating to me that a guy could play in 17 games and not catch a single touchdown. They can get, not just play, get 147 targets. No touchdowns. Is that the most at most targets in a season? Without, Without a touchdown. A TD. 
What's that? Yeah, he's he is number one, I believe. Yeah, he's number one by a lot. Okay, so Chris, I'm going to read some of these to you because okay. this is fascinating. Because my head went, this has got to be the most targets anybody, any receivers ever gotten without scoring a touchdown. Um, and it is by 41. So 106 the, was the next, next one. Was 106 was by uh, Amani Toomer for the 20, uh, 2004 New York Giants. Uh, 103, so you're the top five. 103 was, I don't even remember this, bro. Tory Holt with the 09 Jags. Excuse me? Do you remember Tory Holt with the 09 Jags? Because I sure as hell do. Guy not. got 103 targets. How can we forget? Never scored. Uh, Hakeem Nix got Giants. 101 with the 2013 New York Giants. Yep. Uh, by the way, this is all Jags and Giants for a while. This is wild. So the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so this is not a great list to be on is what I'm learning here. Not a great list to have your name on. And it's all Jags and Giants. This is wild. So then Armani Toomer at 106 in 04. Torrey Holt at 103 for Jacksonville in 09. Hakeem Nix, 101 for the Giants in 2013. This one I regularly remember. LaVisca Chenault, 100 for the 2021 Jags. And I kind of remember that, yeah. And then Leonard Fournette, 100 for the 2019 Jags, which is a little bit more understandable because he's a running back. At least. Again, not a great list you want to find yourself on. <laughs> and then seven is another giant, Tiki Barber, with 98 targets in, in 2001. So, Jamie, we look at Deontay Johnson for 2023. Do, one, do we think he's going to get into the end zone? Because I mean, we don't I'll need... take the over on zero and a half touchdowns, okay. Chris. I, I, I will take the over there. Um, I think I'll take the over on the yards, too, personally. He's such a fascinating player, Deontay Johnson is, because... He gets a ton of targets and does so, so little with them. Just a ridiculous amount of littleness with them. And I know he's had drop issues and he's had all these other things, but like, I still think he gets above this number. Like, uh, I mean, it, it comes in here at 825 and a half. I, I have him getting to 913. I'm probably staying away from it. But like, bro. This is the second time he has had more than 140 targets in less than a thousand yards. It's not great. <laughs> like he's going to get the volume and do nothing with it. Yeah, it's not great. His, his career yards per target 6.6, which is really low. His yards per reception is over 10 though. So he does a little bit with it after the catch. Yeah. When the ball, when he actually catches it. Well, that's fair. It's been a problem. And I also I do find it hilarious they didn't put a touchdown prop because like wh- how could you? Well, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Got hit zero last year. What are you supposed to do? What did I project for him? Because I ha- I was like, who the three, hell knows? Is if three I three point six, I put, put four point six. Okay, close. Group two in the books here player. for the wide receiver props series here on the podcast. Come on back, see us again tomorrow. We've got Cooper Cup, we've got Jalen Waddle, we've got Chris Godwin, just to name a few. Of the wide receivers. I was not naming the whole list, Jamie. It's a tease. Robert Woods. Those are just some of the names that you can expect to hear us talk about on tomorrow's podcast. In the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, share the show. We greatly do appreciate it. You can catch the video version of the show on YouTube. While you're over there, give the video a thumbs up. Leave a comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell so that you can uh, get notified when we go live, when new videos drop, all of that stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. You can follow Jamie on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner. Latest time out in the history of the show. I feel like we, we need to read the stat line. So, Torrey Holt played only one year outside of St. Louis, and that was that his last year of his career in Jacksonville, which, again, I 
Don't remember. That, that's up there with like the Jerry Rice uh, uh, Broncos and um, Randy Moss Titans yep. and and Terrell Owens Bengals as like, oh, yeah. Uh, he played in 15 games, got 103 targets, 51 catches for 722 yards and obviously zero touchdowns. Who's throwing the ball there? Leftwich, Garrard? Who's throwing the ball there? Probably that one of those two David guys. David Garrard. Wow. Who only threw 15 touchdowns all season. Uh, let's see the receiving. Jags weren't very good oh, that okay. year, I guess. So do you know who the one wide receiver? He was the wide receiver two on this roster, which, by the way, also included the Mercedes Lewis, who has played in every game in NFL history. <laughs> um, Maurice jones was the lead back. Do you know, remember the name? I'll give you one guess so we don't take too long of yeah. the wide receiver one that year. What year? This is 2009. He had 111 targets, 63 catches, 869 yards, and seven touchdowns. And it is a name you're not going to pull, but it's a name you'll remember when I say it because I wouldn't have pulled this name. All right, either. go ahead. No, it's not it. Justin Blackman. That's too, that's later. I wasn't going to say Justin Blackman. Okay. I don't have a guess for you. Mike Sims Walker. Oh, I might have been able to pull Mike Sims Walker out. Mike it would have taken Walker. a while. We, we There would have been some dead silence for maybe eight to ten minutes, but I would have gotten it. Remember when Mark, Mike Sims Walker had like two really solid years and fell off the face of the earth? Whatever happened to him? I do remember that. Don't know. 09 and 2010. And then like he is a rookie that has two really solid years in, in 29, 2010. Sp- plays only six games in 2011 and we never hear from him again. He had to have gotten hurt, right? That's going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. We've got group three of the wide receivers tomorrow. We've already mentioned some of the names that are going to be on there. I've told you all the things that you need to do. Uh, before you come back and see us again tomorrow. I told you where to follow us on Twitter. Jamie's still not on threads. I'm trying to fill the bus so Jamie can tell me what happened to Mike Sims Walker so we can close the show. You got anything here for me, Jamie? Or am I just closing the show? Um, I mean, it looks like he, he played for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at one and, point. And on that note, hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. He, he is Jeff Sims' uncle. I did not know that. We'll talk with you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.